Welcome to the world's first Straight Talk SolarCast. This is your go-to podcast for answers about solar. Brought to you by Solar Harmonics in Northern California, who invite their customers to own their energy by purchasing a solar panel system for their home, business, or farm. Each episode, we discuss questions facing people making the decision to go solar. The solutions to your questions are given to you straight by one of the leading experts in the solar industry, Jamie Duran, president of Solar Harmonics. Feel free to search our library for answers to questions that you're facing when considering solar. And now, here's Adam Duran, our host with the questions, and Jamie Duran, our solar expert with Straight Talk SolarCast. Hey, good morning, everyone. Long time no see, Jamie. That's right, Adam. Well, here we are back for another exciting episode, Straight Talk SolarCast. Woo! All right. Can you tell us why we've had such a long break? It has been solar panic. There has been so, We have been slammed. We are really excited because we are number one in Yelp in our area, and we're number one on Nextdoor.com, number one on Facebook in our area. So we're getting so many really happy customers, and it's just an honor that they are reviewing us and keeping their neighbors and friends and family away from solar leasing, and then, you know, kind of setting the bar pretty high, and we are delivering. And it's, uh, it's really great that uh, we've never come back to a customer and saying, oh, shoot, yeah, we forgot to charge you for the whatever, and now it's going to be another $2,000, which ah. I hear is, is very common. Plus, there's been a couple of big companies uh, here in the Bay Area that have gone out of business. And so that's really uh, added on to our workload. And we always have to say a very happy thank you to PG&E, which continues to increase their electricity rates and further uh, making it much more financially lucrative for people to go solar here in Northern California. Yeah, I know. Um, I was talking to a friend. Actually, he lives out of state. And he was blown away by how much the average uh, PG&E bill here is. So uh, I can, and I know I got my PG&E bill in, uh, I think, in February and was pretty shocked at the increase. That's, yeah, uh, PG&E natural gas prices went up. Uh, but what state is your friend in? Uh, I think he's in Arizona. Ah, coal country. There <laughs> <go>. <laughs> so anywhere, that's one of the big things, uh, you know, going on politically is that coal is still being used in a huge part of the country, and it's extremely cheap, and it's extremely subsidized from the federal government. And so when we're talking solar, and if somebody's average electricity rates are, say, in the 18 to 25, sometimes upwards of 35 cents a kilowatt hour, compared to other states where it's 8 cents a kilowatt hour, wow. that's when people start saying, well, it doesn't really make financial sense. However... Uh, that looks like it could be changing, but maybe not with the current administration. We'll see how it goes. But California is uh, solar heaven uh, because we have the second highest electricity rates in the country, Ooh. next to Hawaii. So next to Hawaii, yeah. And I, might, I bet they're going solar like crazy too. Going solar like crazy so much that their electrical grid can't handle the amount of solar power that they're putting into the grid. So they have actually put in some disincentives to uh, make it so people. Wow. Uh, so the net energy metering has actually gone away in Hawaii. And oh, so man. that means the extra power that people are generating, they don't get credit for it, like we do in Northern California with PG&E. 
However, the response uh, from the consumer market is to now put in a battery backup system. Right, yeah, that makes sense. Absolutely. So in those cases where net energy metering is not uh, available, then that's where batteries really make a lot of sense. Wow, cool. It is very cool. Well, okay, I know you have something you want to talk about. Well, it's kind of on that whole thing about uh, solar panel add-ons. You know, once somebody has a uh, solar panel system, what are some of the other things they can do to maximize their solar investment? Oh, what? so what's the number one thing? Oh, the number one thing by far is an electric car. Oh. So an electric car, that's a big add-on for a lot of people. Mm-hmm. But uh, there are some amazing things going on in the electric car business. The main reason that people don't get an electric car is because of the range. They're really nervous about, you know, how far really can I go in this car and what happens if I run out of electricity? <laughs> yeah, that's uh, that's the biggest, you know, it's like running out of gas and there's no gas stations where <laughs> when you're electric. <laughs> yeah, you can plug in. Yeah. So, <laughs> that's a long extension cord. Exactly. So that's <laughs> why electric cars, though, as the range keeps getting better and better, uh, the Chevy Bolt, not the Volt, uh, is now the 200-mile uh, range for that car. Wow. I saw one of those yesterday. They're, uh, they're pretty small, mm-hmm. but uh, I like the idea of going 200 miles uh, and never going to a gas station again. It is great. Ooh. And, you know, I do applaud Tesla for coming out with a 300-mile range car, which is great. Uh, and... There are some massive advantages, you know, to all the listeners. If you have not ridden in an electric car, it's a really different experience because uh, riding in it, it, they are super quiet uh, and you really don't hear the engine at all. And so it really is an enjoyable car experience. It's not a big rumbly, you know, you step on the accelerator and you hear uh, the dual exhaust uh, because there's no exhaust. Right. It's just fast and it's quiet and it's efficient. Uh, if you've ever ridden in a golf cart, it's really similar to riding into a big golf cart. All right. I do. I have a confession to make. I uh, I, I have a, a Chevy Volt, and the first American car I ever got, and it's awesome. But the really cool thing about it is the regenerative braking. That aspect, uh, when you experience that, when the car slows itself down and that energy you can see goes back into the battery, that is something that when, when that happens, you're like, wow, this is the future because every car should have that. That energy that you spend braking or the car slowing down should definitely be saved in some way and used to propel the car forward again. It's great. Oh, I love it. Well, that is great. And it does. it's very counterintuitive that the energy that you are using to slow down is now making it so you can extend the range of that battery. So, like like the future. It's the future. Well, when the Chevy Volt came out, it, they said it was 10 years ahead of the current technology. Wow. And so that's uh, that's really great. It is a hybrid, so yeah. it is partially electric and partially mm-hmm. gas, but there are quite a few people that use it uh, just for, um, you know, just on the electric side. And so yeah. they're getting 1,000 miles to the gallon. That's pretty awesome. Wow. I think uh, I'm at 181. Got miles to the gallon. That's right not now. bad. That's, oh. You know, the newest uh, Hyundai brags uh, their hybrids at 59 miles to the gallon, and that's uh, fantastic. I don't understand that. <laughs> I like but mine. it just shows how much uh, we are advancing in this uh, conserving of uh, gas. And now, you know, we're on the brink of three world wars, and so... Oh, God. Thank you. <laughs> or three wars. Uh, <laughs> oh, and so, you know, let's uh, let's do what we can, and uh, let's uh, take out the incentive for... Uh, wanting to go to war in countries that have a lot of oil. 
Because yep. coincidentally, it seems to be that's where it's happening. That and, you know, crazy dictators. But, but now we have our own. Yay. <laughs> what's the second uh, big add-on that once I go solar, I should be thinking about? Well, a next one, if you have a big house or if you have a two-story house, the next thing you really should be considering is what's called a whole house fan. And what that is, it's a fan that goes in the attic and it has a vent that goes, you know, it's in the roof of your second story of the of your living space. So it's kind of like your air conditioner vent that's on the second story, second floor. Okay. And what you do is you open the screen door uh, downstairs, you turn on the fan at about four o'clock, five o'clock, and then you let it run for a couple hours. And what that does is it blows the cool air upstairs. So it su- actually sucks the cool air upstairs. It blows the hot air into the attic, and then that hot air dissipates through the attic gables. The effect is you don't have to run the air conditioner as much. And in a lot of cases, in really warm areas, especially in California, that can reduce the electricity bill by sometimes 50 to 60%. Wow. It also does a great job of really uh, unstifling. Uh, you know, if you've ever gone upstairs into a house and it, the rooms are just overwhelmingly hot... Uh, the whole house fan really does an amazing job of making the rooms more comfortable. How much do those run? They generally run about uh, $2,000 with installation. There are some rebates available for them, but they, when we add them into the solar project, that's the best because then we're not only reducing the client's air conditioning bill, but we're also increasing their, you know, getting rid of their electricity bill altogether with solar power. Wow. And does that, does that qualify for the federal tax credit? It does not, but it does have uh, electricity, energy efficiency equipment. Uh, so it is does qualify for some uh, California care or California uh, rebates. Mm, cool. Yeah. All right. Great. Yeah. Those are those are two big things. Yeah. And let's number go three. Number, number three. three. This is now this one. We probably should have a whole podcast on it as well. So we'll probably just lead into it. But it's pool equipment. If anyone who has a swimming pool. It is absolutely mind-blowing how much of your electricity bill goes into that swimming pool. Uh, They run a pool pump, and pool pumps that are just five years old, single-speed pool pumps in general will cost a homeowner about $100 a month in electricity. Wow. And that's a lot, especially if you're in a hot area and your summer bills are in the $200 to $300 range. Adding another $100 at the most expensive time, depending on when you run it, but uh, it just adds on, and now you're really getting into the upper tiers of the PG&E bill. Mm. So now, a lot of times, it's almost standard for us to recommend replacing that single speed with a variable speed pool pump, and that drops the pool pump cost by about 90%. So it's a huge, huge savings for anyone with a pool. Mm. That's well, awesome. It is. In the next podcast, we'll talk about electric pool heaters. That's another huge add-on for people with swimming pools. So if you have a pool, you might want to listen to the next podcast. Or if you know someone with a pool. Ah, if you that's have, true. Yeah. If you've ever been in a pool <laughs> and it's been freezing cold when you jump in, we oh. have a great solution. All right, great. We're going to wrap it up there. So if you have any questions for us, please feel free to send them to solarcast at solarharmonics.com and if you'd like to give us a great rating on itunes i know someone who would appreciate it that's right great have a great day everybody talk to you soon all right see you later that's all for now thank you for listening to this episode of straight talk solarcast 
with solar expert Jamie Duran. Join us each week for more answers to your solar questions. Speaking of questions, got some? Email us at solarcast at solarharmonics.com and we'll be sure to give you an answer in an upcoming episode. This episode of Straight Talk SolarCast is brought to you by Solar Harmonics, the leading solar energy developer in Northern California, who invite you to own your energy. Visit them on the web at www.solarharmonics.com.